Hey, what's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. I got with me today Miss Mariah from 49 Faithfully Podcast. And hey, this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. going on niner fam thank you for coming through and once again it is peter lucas i got with me with me mariah from 49 faithful lead podcast mariah so happy to have you on uh you know your family to the show like uh, i've been on your show a few times uh but why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff and where they can find you on the socials yeah p i appreciate you having me on as always it's a pleasure to come on to your platform um yeah, on YouTube, you can find me and my co-host TL at 49 Faithfully Pod. And then I'm really just, I have the other socials, but I really only use Twitter um, at Mariah49Lee. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and I think that's that's where I met you. But the, so I'll, just real quick before we get into it, like, uh, just so you know, you can find me on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, plus you can get the audio anywhere where you can get your favorite audio po uh, podcast. And also please like, and subscribe, please tell your friend to tell a friend and we can be friends. <laughs> we can do this every weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's uh, like, uh, just appreciate everybody out there that comes in and look, and we already got one in here, Damien, appreciate you coming in. Uh, what's up Niner faithful. Appreciate you, Damien. You always come through. And but let's start off with we had a huge win on, uh, and I, th I think I say that every single show <laughs> that we had a huge win. But like down the stretch of these seasons, all these wins are big, and because we're all talking about seating, we're all talking about um, uh, health, and uh, like how we can position best position the team to get into the playoffs. And it looks like. It looks like our, our we're pretty solid in the division race, and it looks like we're going to probably win this division. Uh, but we gotta we gotta play Seattle on the on uh, in a couple of in a couple days Thursday, and, and uh, that's gonna it's always to win us in Seattle. But talking about the win on Sunday, we got four left four games left on the schedule. Do you think the 49ers can win the rest of their games? And what what's your kind of prediction about that? Um, yeah, I mean, when I pulled up, I hadn't even looked, you know, to see who we played. You know, I like go like I'm like the 49ers one week at a time. I have to live my life now. <laughs> but when you had sent me the questions, you know, and I looked it up, um, looking at it, the only one I could see us, you know, the one I think that we'd have the most, you know, trouble, if any, um, are the commanders. So I, I do agree. think that, you know, we have a good chance of, you know, closing it out all wins, but, you know, any given Sunday, of course. But if I were to just, you know, just when I pull it up and look at it, 
that's the one that jumps out to me that will give us our biggest problem. Like I said, if any. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. I think I said that on my instant reaction show that I had on uh, Sunday was that like uh, the commanders, it looks like, I mean, just cause they have a defense, like yeah. out of the four games we've got, uh, you know, we got the Seahawks next, then we've got the commanders, then it's the Raiders and the Cardinals who are just both those teams are dumpster fires. Yep. So uh, I, not that I want to look past any team, but, but uh, yeah, they're, they're bad. So I'm not, I'm, I'm counting, not counting those as a win, but like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to win those games. And, uh, but the commanders, yeah, they've got, not that their quarterback is good. Heineke is not really good, good, like, uh, but he does enough. He's better than Carson. He's better than Carson Wentz had been. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I, I just look at, at that team as having a good defense. They do have some running backs in Brian Robinson and, uh, and who's their other guy? Um, shoot, I forgot what the other guy's um, name is, yeah, but uh, but uh, but regardless, he's he's actually pretty decent, like uh, but it really Brian Robinson has been the one ever since he came back from uh, his injury, like well, injury he got shot, but uh, but <laughs> I yeah, that's that. amazing, he came back so fast <laughs> yeah, from that, crazy. you know, that like all like I think he got hit with a few bullets and they yeah. all missed, you know, every major thing that they could possibly miss and then he's like back playing football after a few weeks. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, it's I mean, big up to you, bro. Like Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'd still I'd be, be looking that for 6 years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> a year for each bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh but so yeah, they're the only team that I look at that could maybe give us a problem and I still think the 49ers are better than they are. Uh, and the way Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy is still playing the way that he's been playing the last couple of games, then yeah, I think that it's, I don't think that there's a team that out of these four that can really beat us. And, uh, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting down the stretch. I, I would love for the, all these games to be easy. Like, yeah. uh, but we have, uh, so we're, I just mentioned, and we're all excited about Purdy season and, what what do you think? Why do you think it is that he looks so good in this offense? And and what favorite? What was your favorite play he made on Sunday? Um. Well, I mean, I think if we compare, you know, this this offense. So I don't know if that's necessarily like Jimmy offense because the offense that we've seen so far for Brock has been closer to similar to Jimmy's offense and Trey Lance's offense is like somewhere all the way over here. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if we're talking about in this offense, like the Jimmy offense, I think it's because they're similar in the way that they're able to get the ball out of their hands quick. Um, they have, they like they're able to pinpoint accuracy, get the ball here right now. Mm -hmm. You know um, we've seen that they've been trying to throw everything at Purdy, right? Like yeah. 30 guys, it feels like, are coming off the line, rushing him, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and he's able to, like, stand there calm, cool, collective, and get the ball out of his hands. Like, I think he reads and reacts faster than Jimmy. Um, Jimmy might have a quicker release, you know, per se, but I think that, like, he's a lot more intelligent than Jimmy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and he's just able to like go through his reads, knows what's coming. He reacts and gets the ball out. Um, I think my favorite play, I don't know. There was a bunch. 
but I think the one where I want to say it was in maybe the first quarter and like the defender comes off the edge free and he like mm-hmm. pulls like this little juke move and kind of like, yeah. you know, and the defender's like there skating, you know, on ice. And then he's able to get the ball out and deliver yeah. it, you know, to the right to Debo. Um, yeah, like that me. was awesome because <laughs> in the past, you know, and I'm so used to what we've been used to seeing, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, that's it. You know, <laughs> he's a goner because yeah. what we're used to, no way would our quarterback have been able to get out of that or had those kind of moves. You know, he would have been tap dancing back there and would have taken a sack. Um, yeah. So it was awesome to see him be able to put the moves on you know, still getting out of trouble, you know, getting the ball out of his hands while he's on the move um, and delivering a ball, you know, where it needs to go still. Um, yeah. I think that was awesome. I also like the play, and this is Shanahan as well, because we haven't seen this in the past. It seemed like before halftime, and I always hated this, we'd have, whether it was a minute or 30 seconds or whatever, Shanahan would just, oh, take an E go to go to halftime mm. you know it's like yeah. you can still go for it like hail mary something you know why not try to put it on some more points on the board you know but it seems like you're oh, taking me run out the clock yeah. and so shanahan's like we're actually going for it before the half and i'm like dang like this is new right like seems like he trusts purdy already more than he trusted garoppolo yeah he was going and for then, the jugular yeah and then purdy throws that interception right that gets called back by penalty and still, so I'm like, oh, great. Shanahan, maybe that's going to scare him, right? And we're just yeah. now going to take a knee because, <laughs> oh, we don't want to get in trouble, right? And no, he still goes for it. And Purdy delivers that 32-yard freaking bond to Ayuk yeah. for the touchdown next play. Right for the half, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that, that was that was awesome. So I think both of those were two of my favorites, at least in that game. Yeah, and you stole my first – You stole, that first one you had was <laughs> – that was the one I was going to use. But, I mean – in real in all reality, he played really well. He played really well, and there's so many plays that you could actually point to. I mean, it started off a little rough. He had the, he didn't recognize the free rusher on the very first play, man. And he got clobbered. <laughs> he got clobbered, and I was like, "Oh my god, please don't let this be the way that this game is going to go." <laughs> and uh, hey, thank you, Bree, for coming in. Appreciate you. Bang bang, and. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, it was, it was just a really good performance by him. And, you know, what's to be excited about, just like you were mentioning, it's, it's the reads for me. It's the re- him, the pre-snap reads and even the post snap, the way he looks off defenders and doesn't give away where he's going with the ball. He doesn't stare down receivers. He's on time. Like, I mean, he's on time. He has a internal clock and he's getting the ball out. Like it's not a lot of tap dancing back there and he doesn't look indecisive. He's just really decisive. And that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing about being a quarterback. I think in general is just being decisive of where seeing what you see and being decisive about where you want to go with the ball. And I think, and I think he's moldable. And I think that's what Shanahan kind of likes about him is that, you know, Shanahan wants to tell you where to go with the ball. I still believe that, but at the same time, He's gonna, he's gonna, he's probably telling him, Hey, you can go here. If this isn't there, then you need to go, then you're gonna need to look here. There's your progression. And like, uh, and I think that Purdy, uh, I think in the past that, like you were saying, Jimmy, I think struggles 
with remembering where to go. I think that he sees the the rush, but he doesn't go through his progression fast enough. And like his mind just doesn't process the information quickly enough. And by that time, the guy's already through the zone and uh, it's too late to throw it. And then he's throwing a pick or whatever the case is. But Purdy specifically that guy, like, I mean, he is just, he, the offense just looks so fluid when you're, when it's going through him. And even when there's nothing there, like he goes through his progressions, nothing was there. Oh, he runs out of trouble, gets four or five yards, <laughs> like yeah. just off the run. Like, uh, and his running from what I understand was what got him, got him hurt. Like, uh, but uh, they said when he dove for that, uh, yeah, first dove down. on that one play, but, but I mean, it's the fieriness that we like in him also. And I think he gets his team pumped up. He has like, he's like a, miniature mixture to me of Trey and Jimmy because he doesn't have like he has the fieriness of uh of Jimmy Jimmy gets all pumped up whenever he makes any kind of play and like uh and when he gets a touchdown all he gets all the guys all rally around him and you see that with Purdy but then mm-hmm. also Purdy has the little just enough athleticism to get away from it, get out of trouble and and he, I feel like I, I think Trey makes decent reads too. Uh, like, yeah. uh, but I, I think he's still learning the position. But uh, Purdy has just accelerated because he's been, he's been a, a quarterback, a starting quarterback for four straight years at, uh, yeah. at Division One school. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, uh, but I, my favorite play. You took my favorite play, but I'm gonna go with uh, my second favorite play. Obviously, it was that play to uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean. The throw, I, I had to stand up out of my chair, <laughs> and I was like, I, I like I stood up and I was just like, wait a minute, because <laughs> it threw it was I was like it's right on line, and he threw it. I mean, he couldn't have thrown a better ball in my in my estimation. Like uh, so, yeah, it was it was a beautiful ball, and uh, for CMC, if CMC had caught it out right and the guy hadn't even knocked at it, I mean, it would have looked even more perfect. So it's yeah. It was a great play, but and you know it's cool, like how you say, "Oh, I stood up out of my chair." Like, for me personally, like, and we talked about this on Ryan's show for the last couple of weeks, is that I've been missing that excitement. Like, yeah, I'm excited because I get to watch my favorite team, you know, yada yada. But I feel like it's just almost gotten to where it's just like I'm going through the motions. Okay, I'm going to watch football now, taking my notes for my show. Okay, yeah. because Anxiety. it's just been like this this offense that's just like chugging along right like now with Purdy there it's like this excitement you know like I was so excited for the season to start because you know like I'm a huge fan of Trey Lance and his potential and what this offense could be with him in it and then obviously when he got hurt and Jimmy came in you know I wasn't I was on board with Jimmy because that's our quarterback right but Mm it's like that excitement went away because I'm like, okay, well, this is the same thing, you know, like the same thing that we've been doing year after year for the last five years, you know, like I already know how this story ends, you know? And yeah. now, you know, I never wish injury on anybody, you know, I, I hope mm-hmm. Jimmy the best, you know, I hope he's Absolutely. able to heal up and have, you know, finish out his career with somebody else. Um, <laughs> but now it's like, I'm so excited. Like, the way that, you know, Purdy plays and the way he has the team playing and the offense is just, you know, clicking on all cylinders right now. And it's just so exciting to see, like, 
I couldn't wait to watch, you know, to watch the game. And I've watched it like six times since, you know, it's it was like, just so fun. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we that. were missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we've been missing. Like it's fun. Like it's fun to watch a game before it was just always anxiety. Like what's going to yeah. happen. Are we going to underperform again? Or are we going to complain about Kyle's play calling again? Are we going like, it yeah. was just, there's just so like it, when you're getting ready for a game like uh, this past, what, two years, I feel like it's uh, when we go into the game, I'm, I'm sitting there in front of my TV and I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, okay. <laughs> like it's uh third and five, like yeah. <laughs> through the whole game. And like, yep. uh, this was the, the first time in a long time where there was like, I was like, Oh, this is, this is about like, uh, this is about to be, I was, I looked up, it was 21, nothing. And like, uh, and I'm jumping out of my chair. I'm saying, what a th- yelling about what a throw, what a catch. I like, uh, uh, what a run. It just seemed like it was like, he was just the key to unlock all the, the playmakers that we knew were on this team. Yep. And it was almost like validation a little bit. Cause we had been talking about our weapons for like what the last two years at least the last two years yeah like and people, other teams people don't give Ayuk any respect because they're none. like oh well look at his numbers he hasn't had a thousand yard this yeah. he hasn't had this he hasn't look at his touchdowns it's like well what do you expect look at his quarterback you know like he's yeah. doing all that with that you know like Debo's doing all that with that like <laughs> and and that's what we always had to do look look at who's throwing in the ball that's we always have to have an excuse or a qualifier for yeah. every argument and like uh and it's it was nice for once just to for nobody to be able to say anything. Mm-hmm. We didn't for the first time on Twitter, nobody mentioned none of the people on Twitter from the other teams meant even mentioned the Niners. They didn't want to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about them. <laughs> like uh, it was crazy. I got to work and I was just like, and I mean, uh, one of my one of my coworkers is a really big Steeler fan, and he would he didn't want to say one word. <laughs> Cause he had been talking about Jim, like, Oh, you guys aren't going to where you got Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, not that I hate on Jim. I think Jimmy is a serviceable quarterback. And honestly, he had been playing the best that I've seen in like, in a, for such a long period. Like, uh, but, but honestly, like, I mean, this, we haven't seen this kind of efficiency for a long time. So, yeah. uh, but I want to get into, so some people were comp- comparing Purdy to Mullins because of his first start and they have very similar numbers. Do you really think that, do you think that there is a comparison to be made with Mullins uh, or do you think that there's some things that people aren't looking into looking, looking at? Yeah. I don't like that comparison at all. Yeah. Number one, I'm not big on comparing anyways. Like, I just want the player to go out there and be himself, show us who he is. You know, like, why do we always have to compare him? Oh, well, he's going to be this or he's like this or he's like that. You know, like, we don't know who he is, you know? Exactly. Um, And so it's like people are just so quick to write these players' stories now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, from what have you seen, the little, you know, that we've seen. um, And I think the way that he acts, the the getting counted out – you know, obviously being the last pick in the draft and just his whole story being little. Mm-hmm. 
He kind of reminds me He's so of little. a mixture. Yeah, I know. So it, 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 I get scared because, like, it's like when he's standing next to Trent Williams, and I'm like, man, could you imagine if Trent Williams were to trip and fall or something? Like, Purdy or got hungry? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say like a mixture between Alex Smith and Jeff Garcia. Mm, that's a good comment. I don't like the. Like comparing him to like these backups that we've had recently, like I just don't feel like that gives him just like does him any justice. Like I feel like he's gonna be a lot better than you know any backup that we've recently had on this team. Hey, what's up, Brandon? Appreciate you coming through, hey, bro. Please. And uh yeah, I I agree with you. Like uh I I like the Jeff Garcia comp. Like I think I heard a couple of people. Uh, mentioned the Jeff Garcia. I think that Purdy's a little bit, and I but I like the Alex Smith mixed in there because it gives him a little bit more athleticism, and like uh, that's because uh, that's what I that's what I see. I mean, he has the fieriness. Jeff Garcia. I don't think people remember how Jeff how good yeah, Jeff Garcia was. I loved him. <laughs> like, uh, and <laughs> I know the CEO kind of tarnished his reputation a little yeah. bit with uh, how he was talking about. It, but Jeff Garcia was a solid quarterback when he played for the Forty mm-hmm. ers and so that is not a slight. I heard uh, Peacock I mean, isn't say, that our last Pro Bowl quarterback? Pro Bowl. Did No, Cap made one, didn't he? Didn't he? Cap made one. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he made one. Um, but still, like, man. But still. But still. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it, it's I, – I, but, yeah, Jeff Garcia. I like Jeff Garcia. I was shocked that we had – because if, if you really look at that era, so we go from Montana then to Steve Young, and then there, people forget about the little, the little uncertainty there because uh, Steve Young got hurt a couple of times, and they had uh, Elvis Gerback, yeah, <laughs> like, that was kind of, and he ended up going somewhere else, but like because mm-hmm. uh, obviously they had Steve Young, but they've had other, and then Jeff Garcia came after Steve Young got too many injuries, but, uh, but yeah, the Forty Nineers were always able to find those guys, and then all of a sudden we couldn't, yeah, <laughs> I mean the cupboard was bare for years. Uh, I like I remember winning a, a show one time, uh winning a trivia show one time because like that uh, it was one of those stump your uh give me a question that, that I can't answer thing. And I asked him, you know, what was the first or what was the um uh, the last three quarterbacks after Jar- Jeff Garcia for the 49ers? Can you name them? Probably not. <laughs> so we had uh, Tim Rattay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the then we had, guy. yeah, then, yeah, we had Tim Rattay, then it was uh Ken Dorsey, and then uh, and then it was uh JTO Sullivan, yeah, like uh, but uh, but yeah, it was, but the, the guy was like, oh my god, I would have never gotten that, like uh, yeah, we were <laughs> so bad, so for so long, but yeah, I digress. We and are I think not, that people don't give Jeff Garcia the credit because of who he came after so close, you know, like, I feel like if we would have had Jeff Garcia in the place of Garoppolo say, you know, yeah. like a bigger gap between Steve Young and Joe Montana, yeah, um, I think sure. he would have got more respect, but since he came so close to Joe Montana and Steve Young, everybody's like, and you know, everybody's still, especially the older fans, right. Compare every quarterback. Oh, well, they're not, montana you know like well no nobody's going to be montana probably you know like especially they're so so stuck to those you know so that's probably why he got so much hate too like people just didn't respect him and give him credit because of who he was coming after 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't, first off, I mean, st- people weren't respecting Steve Young. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, and, which is though? crazy yeah. to think about. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's fandom. I mean, you can't really blame. We were coming off of what, four Super Bowls. And, uh, and then Steve Young got one and we were saying he was a disappointment. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> then we, we haven't seen one since. Yeah. Now we would do anything <laughs> <laughs> like uh, to get that back. So, um, oh, thanks Rick Diaz for, uh, for coming in. Appreciate you, man. Like, hey, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for watching. And he says, how can I wait uh, till Thursday night game? Go 49ers, man. It, it seems like such a short turnaround. It's going to be real. I think it's going to be a really interesting game, but mm-hmm. like, do you think, do you see anything in Purdy that, uh, and I promise this is my last Purdy question, like uh, the, but do you see anything in Purdy that teams could key on and to kind of shut him down? It's interesting because, you know, normally young quarterbacks, teams do exactly what they've been doing to Purdy, send everything at him, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to mix up, have look like you have eight rushing on the freaking line, you know, and some drop off, some rush. We've been having free rushers, you know, that aren't getting yeah. picked up. And yet he's finding a way to beat that. You know, he's finding a way to get rid of the ball fast enough than a guy's being able to pummel him down. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, once I seen this question, I was thinking about it like, you know, I'm interested to see what teams because he's been getting through what teams normally do. So, I mean, obviously, if we have to, which I mean, like we had said, the commanders is the best defense, you know, that we're going to have to face coming up. But a team that has better corners than what we've been facing, like, I don't know what else, honestly, that they're going to be able to do. Um it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I was looking at I was watching Brad's uh live stream, uh Brad Graham's live stream mm-hmm. uh uh this before before I got home today, and he made an interesting point, like uh about not about stopping Purdy or anything, but the one play where Purdy threw the interception uh in this past game, like that the I guess the interception that really wasn't an interception, but mm-hmm. we I still count it. And uh the but how they did, how he, how it happened was there was a defensive, they put a defensive lineman out in, uh, they made him fall off in coverage. And I think that, that, that is, those are the times when Brock is going to get, there's going to be times because he is so decisive and he's going to trust what he sees that sometimes when they, when they uh, disguise that coverage and when they drop uh, a guy in coverage that he thinks is going to blitz, that could be where he could be had. I think yeah. th- those are going to be, and that's, this is the thing that happens to every single quarterback in this league from time exactly. to time. <laughs> like, so yeah. I, I don't even know if that's something that you can say will stop him. But I think w- if you're looking for a place that he, that he maybe needs to, uh, to work on it, maybe recognizing those, those, uh, those times. And even then it's going to be, it's going to be hard to recognize when they're going to throw a defensive lineman in coverage. So yeah. It is what it is, but I, I don't necessarily, I thought I love the way that he's playing and I love what he's seeing because it looks like he's, I was watching, like I said, I was watching Brad's uh, broadcast and he just seems to be seeing the field. Like, even though he's so short and he's so little, he just seems to be seeing the field. Like, like he's watching the all 22. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, I think there was a couple of throws where he could have probably gone for the deeper the deeper pass, but you can't argue with positive yardage. And yeah. so it is what and it I is. think that's where we're seeing that four years of college really come into play because Absolutely. he's seen so much football. You know, like there's not much, even though it's at a different level, of course, in the NFL, but there's not much that you're going to be able to throw at him or be able to do that he hasn't seen at least once. You know, where Trey Lance, there's so much you can do that he's never even seen because he's hardly had any snaps of football, you know, like, but Purdy's had so many snaps and played so much ball that that's, you know, that's what he has on his side is that experience. Yep, I I agree. Like, uh, so let's talk a little bit about Debo's injury and it was uh, when we saw it on the field, I immediately just felt like, cause I had already, I was already like, uh, you know, we were so many, it was already so many highs in the game and it was just like immediate, like punch to the stomach Mm -hmm. and like, uh, and it just, but it looks like it's not going to be as bad as it looked. And it looks like it's a, it looks like the ankle sprain wasn't a high ankle sprain from what they're saying. And like, uh, and that, and there was an MCL sprain, like, uh, so nothing broken and, uh, nothing. It looks like they said that he could even be back as soon as, as soon as the, uh, week 17, but, um, should the team, do you think the, sh- the team should save him for the playoffs, regardless of if he can come back earlier? Yeah, if I think if, you know, say is good to go the last game of the season or, you know, he can play the last two games of the season, I would hold him out to the playoffs unless, mm-hmm. you know, say that we, we lose the next whatever games and we have to yeah. win those, you know, to even yeah. make it into the playoffs. Okay, well then, you know, but, you know, if we're trucking along, you know, the way that we have been and things are looking good, um, yeah, I would save him until we need him in the playoffs because you don't want to rush him back, you know, and then he ends up really – you know, doing something worse. And it seems like, you know, that's, that's been the, you know, pattern with him is that he gets a pull here or a tightness here or whatever. And then he still plays through it and then it gets worse. He ends up pulling it and then he's out for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, it's like the same pattern over and over. So it's like, let him stay out, get healthy and get one of our biggest weapons back for when we need him the most in the playoffs. Absolutely. That's how I feel about it. I think that he needs to, they just need to put him in bubble wrap until, until the playoffs start. And, and yeah, like you said, uh, just hopefully the other guys can, can step up and we can do enough to get these victories and hopefully we'll be in, in the two spot. But even if we're not in the two spot, uh, I'd like to, I like the fact that we're probably going to get at least one home game and uh, which we haven't had in the past. (laughs) And, but uh so with what's your feeling like uh th- this is the thing i i i hear a, you see it all over twitter as soon as this this injury happened everybody's talking about what why does Kyle do run people his best guys up the middle why does he call plays the way he calls they they've they question Kyle the most because we've had so many injuries and I think people are just tired of seeing our best players get injured. And so they look to, well, it's got to be the way Kyle's coaching them. Got to be the way Kyle's using them. What do you think? What's your feeling on the way Kyle uses his best players? Uh, what, do, what do you think? Like, uh, do you think that he could do any any better than what he's doing? 
Um, yeah, I don't like the idea of running our best players that aren't running backs uh, down the middle, through the middle, you know, like the Devo running to the outside. Like, that's what he's good at. Like the old Raheem Mostert, get to the edge, beat your guy and take off. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I want to see Devo use. Not when we're up 21 points and you're freaking smashing him through all these big ass guys. Like, what do you expect going to happen? Like, as soon as that happened, I felt like deja vu all over with Trey Lance injury. Like, you know, like you have Mason there that hadn't even got a touch. He's the bulldozer. That's who should be in there taking those carries. Not your quarterback, not your wide receivers, not your tight end, not your fullback, your running back, the bulldozer. You know, like, why is he sitting on the bench? So, yeah, I I hate that. Um, And it's not everybody wants to say, oh, well, you guys like it when – he runs Debo and Debo scores or, you know, like you're only complaining about it because Debo got hurt. And I've never, I don't care if Debo takes it down the middle and ends up scoring a touchdown. I don't like him use that late period. Yeah. Um, I feel like teams have already figured out the Debo in the backfield whole thing, you know, like Shanahan has to go through so much to get Debo the ball back there for it to actually get yardage there because Mm -hmm. teams know. So I just feel like, you know, use Debo how he's supposed to be used, especially now that we have CMC. You have, you know, every time Mason gets the ball in his hands, he does something great. You know, he's at least, you know, he looks like he gets stopped and then all of a sudden he's popping out for another three, four, five yards, you know, somehow. It's like use them. I want to see them used how when Mitchell came back from injury and Mitchell and CMC were being used, that's how Mm -hmm. I want to see Mason and CMC used. Yeah. Whether Debo's healthy, what – doesn't matter, you know, yeah. like, so yeah, I don't want to see nobody like down the middle like that, unless it's a freaking running back. I, I completely agree with you. Now this, the, here's the, this is the thing. I understand people when Thank they you. say, oh, 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 you got, oh, you got time now. You got time now. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming in, CEO. Like, uh, good to see you, bro. And then, Hey, thank you for coming hey, in. What's going on, bro? Long time no see. And uh, but yeah, the way I look at it is is you've got I, I understand people that say, oh well, you know, it's it worked when it works, people are happy, obviously. But this yeah. is the thing when you're when like the last year, think about what why that came about, why the whole wide back thing came about. The wide back thing came about because we couldn't produce any offense, mm-hmm. it was out of necessity. Jimmy was sucking <laughs> like we like uh, our whole offense was stinking. We couldn't get any production out of anybody. So now we're, we're getting production. Debo has been kind of almost a non-factor for the mm-hmm. first half of the season. So at a certain point, but you've got CMC. Now you've got, you got Jennings emerging. You've got Ayuk emerging. You've got all these other guys that are emerging there's no real need to do that. And I get it that it works. I get it that it works, but why you paid this, you just paid this man. He's an investment. It's an investment at this point. Mm -hmm. So when you have an investment, a guy that you've invested dollars in, you want to put him in his best position to succeed and keep and try and keep him healthy. Like uh, in my mind, it is not a good idea to just run him up the middle. I get it that everybody, like uh, I think rich, it was rich that I saw a post that it wasn't a run up the middle there regardless. Yeah. Regardless. He ended up going up the middle exactly, and he ended up <laughs> running into defensive linemen. Yep. Like, uh, so 
it doesn't matter yeah, that it wasn't that the run wasn't meant to go up the middle. The the fact of the matter is is that's he the ended up risk. <laughs> that's the risk that you take when when you choose to use Debo in that way. We used to use him on screens and like uh, screens and like all kinds of and all kinds of other ways and the jet jet sweeps and nobody had a real problem with that, like uh, because there was no threat of him. Like I said, running running up the gut into defensive linemen. Like, uh, but it is what it is. I just in my in my estimation, I I understand why Kyle's doing it because he's he just it's a toy. Like uh, with Kyle, like not I shouldn't say it like that, but. Once Kyle finds something that he likes, he runs that thing into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's going to just keep, he's just going to keep doing it. It's over and over until it's obvious that it's not working anymore. And then he has to move on to something else. But I think that we may see a little bit different of usage when Debo comes back. Uh, I would not be surprised. And then people will say they'll have some other excuse why he's not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I think I was even upset that they were using CMC straight up the gut like they were. Yeah, me too. Because CMC is not a he's not a big guy. Like mm-hmm. and you're just running him into walls. Like uh, we don't have that type of offensive line. You know you don't have that off t- We don't run a power gap system. So what are we what are we do what are we doing as far as that goes? If you're expecting Brendel to just push guys and move guys out of the <laughs> way, I mean that's I mean, what do they say? Like, uh, you keep you do something once, okay, it's a mistake. But if you keep doing making mistake over and over and over again, it's called insanity. <laughs> like, like so. At a certain point, you just have to. I think that uh, I think you saw it in this last game that it was all kinds of movement on that line, all kinds of outside zone, and that's really. And you saw what happened with CMC. He flourished. Yep. He flourished. They got Mason in at the end. He and and of course, then they started trying to run it straight up the middle again. But uh, when he's in there, but uh, but even with Mason in there, they even with him, they were doing some outside zone, which that's what we want to see, because you want to get him against those li- that second level of the defense uh, and letting a guy and making a guy miss. Because I will tell you, Mason is great at running through arm tackles and making that first guy miss, and his little jump his little jump cuts are just yeah. murder like uh, on defenses. So I can't wait to see him finally break one off. You know, and oh, just be it's going. coming. Yep. Yeah. It's coming for sure. Like, uh, but so who do you think is going to step up in Debo's absence? I think we saw a little taste of it in the last game, but who do you think is going to step up and who benefits the most from Purdy now being the starter out of the receivers? Yeah, I mean, obviously, CMC, for starters, I mean, he already gets a chunk of the workload, but I think he benefits no matter who's at quarterback, honestly. So, I mean, that's a given. Um, Besides that, I think it's going to be Danny Gray, and then I think it's going to be a mixture of like a um, Ray Ray, Juwan Jennings combo. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we saw Ray Ray kind of take some of those end arounds, you know, type things. And I don't, I don't personally like him doing that (laughs) just because he's so little, Yeah, you know, and then the fumbling issues. Yeah. It hasn't been an issue since he's been with us, but it's been an issue in the past, you know, his entire beginning of the season. I think he fumbled like twice in the beginning of the season, but he hasn't fumbled in a long time. 
But anytime he has the ball in his hands, I'm just like, oh my God, please, please just hold on to the ball, right? Like, so I don't know that I, you know, like him like that, but it looks like, you know, Shanahan started using him like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'd like to see Juwan Jennings get in there more, you know, not just as a third down. Like, yeah, he's great in that role, but I think, you know, there's so much more he can do and so much more he can be than just that. Um, so I'd like to see him use more, but. I do think Danny Gray um, obviously benefits, I mean, benefited the most with Trey Lance, right? And then we kind of all figured when um, Garoppolo came in that that was the end of Danny Gray's yeah. career. You know? well, well, Danny, I think you're injured now. Yeah. You're going to be on the injury report for the next, for for the rest of the season. <laughs> and then we kind of seen, right, like at the very beginning, Danny Gray, like, acted out or said something, you know, and then he kind of went in Garoppolo's doghouse and we never seen him again. Um, So I think he, you know, if anybody's going to benefit the most, um, it's going to be him because we're probably going to get to see him when he had been inactive, inactive, or just on the bench, on the bench, on the bench, you know, and he got his first catch more by him. Yeah. That's out of the way, you know, like it seemed like it took forever to get that first one. And I feel like now that that one's gone, like, Shanahan's like, okay, let's let's get him in there a little bit more. So, and then Ayuk, obviously, with Debo being down, um, Ayuk's mm-hmm. going to be the number one. And yep. we heard him come out and say how um, uh, Purdy had told him after that first game, you know, like, oh, I know I missed you on a couple, but you know, like, my bad, I won't do it again. Like, I'm gonna make sure I feed you, you know. So I'm waiting to see that. Um, once he finds out, you know, like gets that trust and that relationship with Ayuk going, like I look for that to be, you know, pretty special because Ayuk's just that guy, you know. Yeah, um, he is. So. Like he breaks, he breaks. Uh, it doesn't matter who the cornerback is. I think yeah. the best cornerback that I've we've seen this so far this season was uh, Patrick Sertan over in Denver, and and he and like uh, he got his on on Patrick Sertan like he got open a few times and I mean granted uh, it was Jimmy back there so he's not going to take take advantage of it every time but yeah his route route running's nasty like man oh god (laughs) it is and throughout the season it's progressed because in the beginning of the season it was it it was it was he still was a good route runner but he it was like the little fine there was a little fine tuning that still needed to be done and mm-hmm. it was little details that he was missing, and uh, and ever, but ever since, and I and I go back to this every time, but ever since Kurt Warner put out that video, and showed him uh, being lazy with his routes, and like uh, and put it on tape, and like uh, <laughs> and uh, and ba- basically like not when he didn't think the ball was coming to. Well, he said that about Debo, but like uh, he showed one time where uh, Ayuk was going too fast on his on his uh, slants and he needed to go up a little bit further when, especially when they're, uh, when they're pressing him. And, uh, and ever since then, he has just been routing guys up like uh, every single game. It's so I'm, I look forward to seeing him, but I think, I know you don't like him, but I think Ray Ray is going to be, is going to be the, the biggest beneficiary for, for this. I thought, I think you saw it last game with the, the sweeps and them trying to get him the ball in space because I mean, he's already the best uh, re- returner that we got in the special teams. Like, uh, I mean, even though he hasn't broken one, uh, he, he steadily gets us positive, good field position. Yeah. He's done a lot better these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, 
And but he but he just has he's good in space. He used to be a running back in high school. You know, Shani loves his guys that used to be running backs in high school. <laughs> and like uh and yeah, he just he has a way. I don't think they're gonna be running him like Debo, but uh but I think that they're gonna try and get him the ball in space just to get to put some moves on some people. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, like you were saying, I think everybody's gonna be a little bit of a beneficiary because what we've seen from Purdy is that he's gonna spread it around. Yeah, everybody gonna get some love. And you've seen uh, Kittle more used a lot more, it seems yep. like you know, and that's usually a rookie's young quarterback's you know, best friend is their tight end. So as long as Kittle doesn't need to be there blocking, um, to see him get used more is always a plus too. Yeah, for sure. Like uh I I love it. I think the players I think the players are really loving it, like especially the receivers, because they weren't they're there, it keeps them involved in the game. Like uh I think before that you would you didn't know when your next reception was coming, and I yeah. think now Purdy's mobility, being able to get out of the pocket, now they have to stay open. They have to find a way to keep, stay open because he may be able to extend the play, and I think that's going to be a big factor. Also, I think you saw that in the last game too. Um, but so let's move on to the run game. So the run game we talked about a little bit earlier. Run game went off. Uh, like uh, they had like over 200 yards rushing and did they have over 200 yards rushing? Yeah, total. Like with Purdy, <laughs> like uh, they counted Purdy's uh, rushing yards, but uh running game went off. Is this a, is, do you think this is a turning point for CMC in this offense? And is Purdy having an effect on this running game? I don't know if it's necessarily, obviously Purdy can move. So, you know, that's always, a positive, you know, I kind of giggled when he said, Oh, if you add Purdy's yards, because we're not used to having to add the quarterback's <laughs> yards, right? <laughs> um, yeah. so I mean, it has that positive. I do think though that CMC, you know, is getting more at each game, he's getting more comfortable with this offense. We have to remember he was in the same offense there, of course, you know, different coaches and stuff, but he was in the same place there in Carolina for his entire career so far. You know, so mm-hmm. his whole move, the change of scenery, the change of teammates, the change of teams, the change of coaches, everything. Um, I think, you know, he gets more comfortable with the scheme, the playbook. Kyle gets more comfortable, you know, game planning for CMC. You know, we talked about, you know, obviously we don't want to see him ran up the middle. Um, I think mm-hmm. Kyle's kind of figuring that out as well as he goes. Um the only, you know, the only knock, and I said this earlier, is that I would like to see Mason used earlier. You know, he's not the yeah. number three running back anymore. He's the number two guy. Um, and I don't think you should be saving your number two guy for the second half of a football game. Like, he needs to be in there, especially with CMC. That, you know, you said it. He's smaller. You know, we know he has an injury history. Um, he doesn't need to be out there every single play, you know? Yeah. Like, until oh okay you you can't breathe anymore all right now we'll have mason come in oh you can't run anymore okay now we'll have mason come in it's like why does it have to get to that before you have mason come in you know um so yeah i want to see them used both in the first half um and then i want to see tdp used you know like why do we draft these guys and then they're like just like okay you stay over here we're never going to talk to you again for another year and a half you know it's like Use Mason as your second guy and use TDP as the guy now that you're sprinkling in as, you know, third, fourth quarter come around and you're winning games, you know, so he can get used to playing, running, you know, whatever his issue is. Obviously, reps are probably going to help, you know. Um, yeah. 
yeah, like, a little with, bit with anybody. Like, you know, like let's get him out there and get him some reps. Um, so yeah, I think a yeah. mixture of all that. Yeah. So I mean, I look at CMC. I think this is kind of a turning point in uh like for him in this offense for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think that I look at Purdy and what was what were we excited about with Trey Lance? We were excited because Trey Lance was going to be able to stretch the field and that teams wouldn't be able to to stack the box against the run game. And like uh and it's I think that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. I think Purdy is uh doing enough to loosen up those defenders to where they can't just stack the box. Uh, you saw it. They blitzed the hell out of him. That's not working. Uh, and then he's, and then he's hitting guys for, for gains and like uh, for in some, and uh, one of them, he, he hit. And then sometimes he's hitting guys for touchdowns. So it's, it's, it comes down to Purdy is doing enough in the passing game to make, keep this de- keep these defenses honest. And if you keep these defenses honest, then it becomes, then, it, it gets to a point to where Shanny is just licking his chops and now he gets to just run his plays. And that when you get, when you're not stacking the box against this run game and you see a big monster like Trent Williams pulling uh, and coming towards a, a safety or a, uh, or a corner, like, uh, I mean, it's, it's Kurt, it spells curtains. And that's when you see CMC run, break off those big, those big runs. And even, Jordan Mason, like, uh, because when you can't, when you've got to play base, when you got to play base against Jordan, a big guy like Jordan Mason, he's going to be running through your, he's going to be running through your arm tackles. He's going to wear you down. And that's, I agree with you. I want to see him. I want to see him earlier on in the game uh, and give, give that defense those body blows to, uh, to loosen them up for Purdy. Do you like the same thing for Purdy? Suck those defenders up so that, uh, so that he can on play action, I mean, you see it. He's gonna make the read, and he's gonna get it to the right guy. So, yeah, I, I, I just think it's gonna be. Um, I think that they're both. It's, it's a, it's a symphony right now of just like last, last game was. I don't think I've seen Kyle's offense uh, run as pretty as that was. At like, excuse the pun, pretty. <laughs> like, but. Like, do you think, like, as we just wore that, wore that, uh, we just talked all so much about Mason. Like, uh, do you think Mason's gonna be is just gonna continue to be a run, run out the clock, uh, running back? Is Kyle just gonna keep using him the way he's using him, or do you think there is a chance that, uh, because before I before you answer, I thought it was really interesting when they were interviewing CMC after the game that he mentioned Mason, and that he mentioned that he would like to see him that he's getting more uh, carries and he's, he wants to see him get more carries. I thought that that was really interesting that he would bring, bring him up because it's almost like he's telling Kyle in the media, Hey, he's ready. Yeah. Like I'd like to see him loosen up the defense for me. <laughs> like, right. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's uh, yeah. But what do you think? Well, Mason always going to be that run out the clock uh, running back or do you see a, a thing where where Shani can start mixing him. Yeah, I sure hope not. Um, like I just said, I really hope he gets used sooner. Um, and I, you know, we know that Shanahan has a hard time trusting rookies. He, you know, all this. So, and it was said, you know, rumors were coming out that um, Mason couldn't, you know, pass block. And so, you know, having him come in 
you know, was a dead giveaway. Okay, it's a run, but I yeah. mean, we got Trent Williams tipping plays. We got all this tipping plays already. So who who gives a shit at this point? We right? haven't, like, yeah, we haven't heard nothing about tipping plays <laughs> yeah. in a couple of weeks now. So who cares if Mason's tipping plays, right? Like, um, but yeah, I mean, I sure hope so. And I hope as you know, the more reps he's in there getting, the more trust he can, you know, build and chant in hand. And you know, like even a couple of weeks ago, we seen him come in and him and Purdy both come in and Purdy hands him off the ball, whether it was him running on the wrong side, either way, Purdy goes to hand the ball off one side and Mason's running up this side instead, you know, like, so hopefully, you know, as he plays and gets more comfortable and those and him and Purdy get more comfortable together, um, hopefully we'll start seeing more of him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, every week I say it, I hope so. Like, uh, I hope uh, we see like, and I, and I have jokingly it hasn't caught on it still hasn't caught it on yet i think i'm still the only person calling mason fans masonites but uh i just want uh want us all all the masonites to stand up every week and like make your voices heard we want to see mason like we want to see more of him like it's we see the talent we see the explosiveness we see the he's like a siege weapon for all my for all my dorks out there like uh like he's just gonna, you just batter him up against the against the gates, and eventually they go and give. Yeah. So it is yeah. what it is. But now we get to talk about my favorite part of the team, which is the defense. <laughs> defense dominated again, and it was nice to see them be able to dominate almost in a different fashion because we had been keeping, we had been, we kind of, le- Shannon kind of leans on them usually, and just hoping that they can keep the, the other team at bay and he does just enough on offense to get the win. But this was a real, I'm sure the defense really appreciated it too. Like that, that they, that they were able to be aggressive and it was like, they got, as soon as they got the ball back in Purdy's hands, he was taking, taking advantage. But do the 49ers have the, I want to start with the linebackers Do the 49ers have the best linebackers in the league. Like I feel like they do, but how do you feel about them? I definitely think they do. And I don't think it's very close, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Especially when you, you know, you count in Aziz with Greenlaw and Fred. Um, And even that pairing of Greenlaw and Fred, I don't think that we've seen, you know, a great pairing on this team um, since Bowman and Willis. Yeah. And, you know, I really think that they're getting close to, you know, being at that level. Mm hmm. I, I agree. Like, uh, I, I just think that they are the best line. I think that Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the league. Like, uh, as far as an all around guy, is he the most physical? No, but no, he has but gotten more physical than I would he say. He tries, been. he tries yeah. with, uh, he tries to be more physical by almost like Huff. Like, uh, he tries to get there before you can build up your steam and like, uh, but but yeah, like uh, he's just so smart that he gets he gets to you before the play even begins, like uh, yep. to get going. So I, I love uh, me some Fred Warner, and then in coverage there is none better in coverage. Uh, so and then you've got and then you've got Greenlaw, who's no slouch in coverage either, either. Right. And but he likes to lay the boom, and he likes to send a message. Like uh, so, I mean, if you're gonna throw into his zone. I mean, you're. I don't think that your receiver or your running back is going to be really happy with you. <laughs> like uh, later on down the road, he put a he put a shot on somebody the last uh, in this last game where the guy 
he took the shot and then he just immediately all like almost went down to one knee. <laughs> <laughs> like you can almost feel it like uh but is but yeah like so is let's move on to jimmy ward jimmy ward i get the feeling that he's settling into his new role uh because i don't think that they're just using him as a in the slot they're kind of moving him around using him in blitz packages and which almost got him hurt on the, the yeah. last like uh but uh it was painful too i, I just got to speak on that that uh that block Fournette put a block on him and got him right in the ribs. And like, uh, I, I thought he was hurt, hurt, but it, do you think Jimmy Ward is settling into this new role or has D'Amico just found a better way to use it? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of three things. So one, like you said, D'Amico's, you know, using him a little bit more different, you know, not just in the slot. Like we've seen him, like you said, rushing the quarterback this last game and moving around a little bit more. Um, so I think that helps. And then he, once he came back, remember he was playing with a club, you know, he had just had surgery, all this. So he's getting healthier as each game goes by. So I think that plays a huge part into it. And, and then the third thing he's playing in not a complete new position. Like he's played here before, but you know, that's not his position. And it's been a few years since he's played there. So he's getting more comfortable in what he's doing too. So I think it's a it's a combination of all three of those things. But it's nice to see, you know, like I was one that was really pissed off that he was playing there in the slot because he's yeah. playing terrible. You know, like when you're giving terrible. up every single catch that has come your way, like just kept like you can't tell me that, you know, Womack would do worse. Like that's my whole thing. Like if you just had some scrub, you know, on the bench waiting, then OK, yeah, play him. But like we know Womack can be something right like yeah we've seen flashes when he gets opportunities so that's like I was you know hammering for Womack to come in if that's how Jimmy was going to continue to look um but yeah like it and I was pissed too because it's it's his contract season contract uh year right and yeah I was just mad that the 49ers were doing that to him because I don't think that like I've never thought that you should be able to lose your job to injury yeah it's true and yeah, Gibson's playing so good in his, in the spot, you know, like nobody expected Gibson to come in <laughs> off the couch, you know, <laughs> like and be able to play as good as he's played. Right. So I, I know that it's made the, you know, that situation hard, but like, I just felt so bad for Jimmy, like being the longest tenured 49er and the team's like kind of just screwing you, you know, when you need to get paid. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm happy to see whatever the reasons are um, that he's playing better, like in for him to get interceptions and something that he's never even got much, even yeah. playing as a safety, right? So at least, you know, he's he's doing that. Yeah, and like, uh, I mean, that one interception that he had on, in the Miami game where like he leapt over, it was like a Superman yeah. inter- interception. Like that was just pretty. But I yeah. would say that, yeah, the last couple of games, he's really – D'Amico has found a way to get him in a position to where he can be more aggressive. And as we all know, Jimmy Ward is a very aggressive guy. He's just a very aggressive temperament. Like, and I think that that is right up his wheelhouse. Like, uh, and he had, I mean, honestly, he had Brady dead to rights uh, this last game before he got hit in the ribs. But like, uh, yep. I, like you said, like in the beginning of the season, I think people forget that we were arguing whether whether like uh, that we thought that I think everybody thought that this defense would might struggle because Jimmy Ward wasn't yeah. wasn't gonna play 
Like yeah. uh, they were wondering, we were wondering like, oh my God, what are we, what are we going to do without Jimmy Ward? And then Tashawn Gibson comes in and like, and I mean, like well, nobody was saying Hunter his name. Unbelievable together. Oh, like they have been God. such a great pair together. The chemistry is crazy. And yeah. I think because, Huff was already the person on the, I think it works out even better because Huff was already the person on the team. And so Deshaun Gibson was coming in and it gave uh, Huff an opportunity to just be able to do what Huff does now anyway, which is just put guys in in the right positions on yep. coverage, like, uh, which he does an awesome job at that. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, we do have the occasional busted coverage, uh, but I don't think that that, I don't think that this last one was on Huff. Like, uh, but, um, but yeah, it's Ward, just like you said, I, I would love, I, I love that they're finding ways to make him, to highlight him because of just what you said, it's his contract year. This, at least teams will be able to say, Hey, he's still got something in the tank. He's, yeah. I mean, they just, it's just the Niners. They just got players. Like what, what can you, you, what can you do? Like, there's just a lot of good guys on this team and, uh, and that this defense is just, He's going to be – they're still going to look at him as a part of this defense as a whole, and uh, they're going to be looking – I think teams are going to be looking for a veteran to uh, to come in and bring that culture, that 49er culture, just like other teams have. Well, uh, the DJ Jones and the uh, – like Denver did with DJ Jones and and uh, Miami's done. They want that – they want those players to come in and bring that culture. So yeah. it's uh, – it's it, it'll be – it'll be interesting. I think that they're – Jimmy Ward is not going to have a problem finding a job as long as he can stay healthy for the rest of the season, uh, which I know for the 49ers is a tall order to ask, but, <laughs> uh, but how do you feel about the interior of this T line and are the 49ers going to have to bring more guys in? And second part of the question is, can we trust Kinlaw to return? Cause they yeah. say he's supposed to be back next week. I'll start with the Kinlaw thing because that's the easiest. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to hold my breath. So that makes, you know, your nuts bigger than mine, then so yeah. be it. But <laughs> Well, I um, hope so. But <laughs> I would love, I would love for Kinlaw to come back, right? Like before the season started, me and TL talked about how that was one of our keys to getting to the Super Bowl was mm. Kinlaw being healthy and being able to, be what we needed him to be, be what they drafted him to be. Um, and yeah, obviously that hasn't worked out that way. Um, and it's unfortunate because he has the talent, you know, and the size and the physical traits, everything, everything. to be great. Um, but man, when you're that big and your knees go or, you know, your back goes, you know, like mm -hmm. the Ford situation, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, you can only do so much things to try to fix those parts of your body. And when you're 300 pounds, whatever he weighs, I, I don't even know, but I would imagine over 300 pounds, um, that, that puts a toll on your body and you're trying to move and run and bend and squat and do all that, you know, like, yeah. so yeah, it's unfortunate, but I mean, hopefully, you know, what else, it seems like every time they ask about him, it's always like, oh, well, yeah, he'll start practicing sometime. You know, now Kyle says, oh, well, the plan's always been. Well, that's not what you said the last five times you were asked yeah. about it. But now the plan's <laughs> been to, you know, <laughs> to start practicing after Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see when it happens. That's that's the best thing I can say. Like, don't hold your breath. And, you know, if we do get him, you know, in time for the playoffs, like, great. Right? Like, 
Um, yeah. And then the rest of the line, like, it's unfortunate that we finally get Eric Armstead back, which has been huge. Um, yeah. If we hadn't got him back. Yeah, I mean, the difference he makes being on that line is, man, like, Nick Bosa's already having a hell of a season. Could you imagine, like, if Eric Armstead wouldn't have been hurt, you know, like, and would have been mm. playing all these games? Like, man, Nick Bosa would be a terror. Yeah. Um, But, and then, you know, we get Armstead back and Ridgeway tears his pack. It's like, you got to be kidding me. And then, you know, this game, we saw what, Hyder go down. Yeah, somebody Heider else. Went down. Yeah, somebody uh, else, Gibbons. I think, went down. Yeah. Givens out. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I saw that they signed some D line to the practice squad. And then they have that, they picked up that TY McGill, which he's been doing decent. I guess we'll be able to fill in, you know. Um, But yeah, they're going to have to pick up some people. You know, if we start losing anybody else, um, it's only a matter of time before we're not going to have anybody. You know, it's like crazy going into the season. Our always our positions that we have the most people yeah. like we got 65 defensive line people you know and yet we're towards the end of the season and we got five left like it's just crazy right like yeah so i mean i think that they're gonna have to pick pick up a couple for the you know put them on the practice squad in case something does happen and you can pull them up because if not you know it's getting very thin across there i think that the guys that we do have are so you know good with armstead and bosa and um you know, Drake Jackson on the other end, Sosa on the other end, you know, spelling each other yeah. that, you know, they can make up for that, you know, whoever we can throw into that fourth spot. But, I mean, it would be nice to have Kinlaw there. Yeah, no kidding. And, I mean, he won't be there for this game, but they're talking about he's going to come back to practice after this yeah. game. And, like, uh, so I, I don't know that he'll even be back for the next game. But I look at this D-line and – they need to they need to bring at the very least they're gonna have to bring in some people to the practice squad i don't know when is kalia davis just not gonna come come back at, at all and he when they asked be... last time like he had said like they asked you know oh i see you're starting to practice are you gonna like are you coming back anytime soon should we expect you or not till next season and he's like it's getting close you know you should be expecting me soon so okay well hopefully maybe we'll get him in time for the playoffs i don't know but then he hasn't played in so long that it's like what we just throw him in there for the playoffs like (laughs) and i mean and he's a rookie yeah like uh so yeah i yeah i I don't know about all uh, about that but i'm sure that they're probably going to get some veteran some random veterans off the off the scrap heap and you know caseric will do his magic and they'll all of a sudden be world beaters but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I I like I don't necessarily I know that that they have a plan. They always have a plan. I think this this short turnaround for this game makes it a little complicated yeah. because because like yeah, you have all these people go down in this last game. You've got to keep uh, and I mean Eric Armstead is just coming off an injury, uh, and now you've got him doing a short turnaround. You probably didn't want to give him as many reps as he's probably mm-hmm. going to have to play now. Uh, like, uh, you got Bosa that was having injury issues practice all last week. Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, it, it really, this short turnaround really kind of scares me a little bit because this is the second game I think that they've had where they had like kind of a short week. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, it, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the way that they're, the way that they're, uh, I feel like they, they do it to take the 49ers out. <laughs> like, uh, I just take it personal, but Kinlaw, I, 
I don't know. I don't think I can ever put my faith in Kinlaw because of just what you just talked about. His knees, 300-pound men are not supposed to be able to do the things that he can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is too much weight to be putting on your knees in the first place, but especially ligaments and stuff that have been compromised already. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a chronic issue. It's just, uh, and I think everybody knows it at this point. I think that they're going to try and get squeeze water out of a rock and see what they can get. Like, uh, even if they just tell them, just, st- just stand there and be big, <laughs> like yeah. just stand there and uh, stand there and take up a blocker. <laughs> yeah. So it, so I don't, even when he comes back, I don't expect him to be the same Kinlaw like uh, that we had seen early in the season. I don't expect to see that. Like I expect him to kind of be his movements to be kind of measured and him not to play full, full bore, like uh, just because he's going to want to try and stay healthy. And I think that that's probably going to be enough because they're probably going to be using him mostly rundowns. I I think, I don't think they're going to use him as a pass rusher, but on to Seattle. (laughs) Like uh, is this game, do you think this game is going to be better than the first matchup? And I know we're going a little, a little long, but, uh, but this is the last part. I want to talk about the the game on Thursday, but will this game be different? Do you think the game is going to be different than the first matchup? And are the Seahawks better or worse than the last time we saw them? Um, I think the Seahawks have gotten worse. I don't know. I think they're showing their true colors. They have had injuries, but, um, you know, to start the season, they had a few easy games there and they've kind of gone on a losing streak since. So, um, as I said earlier, I think that Geno Smith is finally starting to write his letter back now. He's getting <laughs> ready to sign Love Geno any day. Um, <laughs> but I'm expecting the 49ers to go in there and dominate just like they did the first game. I'm expecting them to dominate worse, more so than they did the first game. Yeah. Um, you know, our defense and offense are both playing better than they were, the, you know, during our first matchup. And I think that their defense and offense are playing worse. So I do worry that, you know, this is still Purdy's second start um, and he's going into one of the loudest stadiums that mm-hmm. in NFL, you know, this is going to be a real test. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's, you know, he's still getting used to Kyle Shanahan in the headset, you know, getting the calls, you know, getting the calls from Shanahan, relaying those calls to the team. And now you have where you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah like that that makes me nervous um but that's really my only fear going into this game i think you know if if this game was us at home like we would kill them even more um and i wouldn't even have any worries whatsoever but since it's there you know that's always an advantage to them i think they mm-hmm. have more home field advantage than almost any other team in the nfl so um yeah i do think though that we're going to go in there and take business, take care of business, this defense. You know, we had to go back to the Tampa Bay game for a minute. You know, Tom Brady doesn't throw interceptions. Like, I think he yeah. had, what, a couple two. interceptions? Yeah, two. two interceptions going into that game. And so for us to be able to take care of Tom Brady the way that we did, like, I'm expecting – and, yeah, Gino, of course, can move. You know, he can run. He can get mm, out. Yeah. But – he, he can't throw like Tom Brady, you know, no. um, I'm expecting this defense to have him running for his life. So, you know, he better hope he can run. 
Yeah, for sure. And I was going to ask, will they have a better game plan than we've seen against Purdy? But I think that you made a better point. Like, uh, uh, because I think it, that's, that's probably going to be, it's going to, it's just another test for Purdy. Like, uh, can he, first off, can he go on the road? This is his first time going on the road. And then, and then on top of it, can he deal with that crowd noise? Because this, this will be the, yeah, he's going to have to probably go silent count. And can he still run this offense uh, with that, all that going on around him? Uh, I Thankfully, even though Russ is a dumpster fire right now, like uh, I, I still am glad that he's not there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you think that the Seahawks can score on this on this defense? Um, I have my score prediction, and I do have them scoring some points, but I don't have them scoring a touchdown. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that 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 they're probably going to get at least one fluke touchdown because uh, I mean, cause they do have a couple of guys over there uh, in uh, what's his name? Uh, Lockett. And, yeah. Metcalf yeah, Lockett. and Lockett. Like, uh, and Lockett is the one that, that, that scares me more than any, than either than, than Metcalf. Like yeah. uh, I think the 49ers always do a pretty decent job against Metcalf, but like, uh, but Lockett is the one that's the the short shifty guy that has speed and I, I i never understand why he's not people don't even bring him up when they bring up this team <laughs> yeah like uh, uh but yeah i think that they're gonna score at least one fluke touchdown and i think it's actually gonna be lockett that gets the touchdown on him like uh but yeah we talked about score predictions like my score prediction it like uh, i've got for this this game is uh 27 i got him 27 10 like uh what what uh, what about you? I have 34-9. Woo! Mariah coming in hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> no pressure, Purdy. Like, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh I, I I think the the one common denominator between our predictions is I think that the 49ers defense is gonna dominate. Yep. Uh and that's gonna be the key to this game, as it's the key to every one of the 49er games. And I think that the 49er run game is gonna dominate. Uh, because they're the Seahawks run run defense is not good, yeah. <laughs> is not good, and I so I think that the run run defense or run offense is gonna is gonna dominate, and I think that's gonna open just enough up for Purdy to where he like he can do enough to where just to keep the offense flowing, just like he did last game. Uh, you could see we don't need big numbers out of our quarterback. Yep. <laughs> like uh, I think he had what 195 yards. And then, uh, and then he, the game before that, he had like 240 or something like that, uh, or 225, I think it was. And, uh, so he doesn't need to get, he just need he's a change of pace. Our, our quarterback is a change of pace. So, I mean, uh, and like we always said with Jimmy, like all you have to go in there and do with this team is not turn the ball over and get the ball in the playmaker's hands. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. as long as you can do that, you know, as the quarterback of this team right now, um, you should be fine because we have the defense to win games and we have the playmakers to, you know, score points. So. Yeah, I feel you like, but Mariah, I appreciate you coming on. I know, like I said, I know we went a little bit long, but I appreciate you coming no on. I had a great time, like uh, t- chopping it up with you as always. And, uh, and like next time we'll have to get TL to, uh, to take the shackles off and come on, come on the show. Yeah. And, but uh, one more time, why don't you tell everybody where they can find uh, find your stuff on uh, on the socials and 
and what, all the things that you're doing. Yep. Again, I appreciate you having me on. As always, anytime you want us, as long as TL, you know, is not playing hooky, we'll both be here. But if he is, I'll be here. Um, and yeah, I had a great time as always. Um, yeah, Mariah49Lee on Twitter. And then you can find me and TL on our podcast on YouTube at 49Faithfully. All right. Yeah. And uh, once again, you can find Pete and me at Twitter on Twitter at Peter Lucas eight. And then uh, obviously you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and then you can find me anywhere on the audio version, anywhere where you can get your favorite podcast. Uh, I'm also on TikTok and on Instagram. I put my snippets of the, of the show. So if you don't want to look at my face for the whole hour, like you don't have to, uh, you can just look at the snippet, but I appreciate everybody coming in. I appreciate uh, Kelts and Brandon, Damien, uh, Jesus and uh, there was a couple of the people I'm forgetting to, but uh, but I appreciate all you guys for coming in and uh, making your voices heard in the chat uh, please give us a like and uh, give a subscribe tell your friends to tell their friends and we can be friends and uh, I, but as we're going to finish the show off with the way we always finish the show off and with a big go Niners go Niners <laughs>